You guys ready to chop it up? excited to have this fireside chat with the beautiful the fabulous oh my gosh I'm so listen I just love meeting women like you I am I am honored certainly and I want to thank you so much for availing yourself we are talking with Keisha Pinto of Keisha Pinto events wedding expert creative creative event officer and certified pandemic compliance advisor PCA Keisha comes with Keisha comes highly recommended as a bona fide creative event officer behind Keisha Pinto events. Backed by eight years experience, eight years plus experience, her team intuitive expertise offers nothing but seamless execution for your intimate affairs. Keisha, welcome. How are you? I am well, and thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure to finally meet you via screen. Yes. Such a pleasure. <laughs> Via virtually, but you know what? It's so beautiful because now everything is virtual. So we have to be so intentional more than ever to really Absolutely. have these connections. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I'm really excited. I just, I really love meeting women like you that are so supportive and especially within the event planning community. You know, we were, we were talking offline and you spoke about some things. You said that it's so key. It's essential to have vendors and to work with so many diverse vendors because we all bring something different, different to, the to the table. Absolutely. I love that. What so you many... might have as your expertise and your skill could be something different for me. But once we come together, that creates magic, magic because we each bring something totally different to the table. Right. Absolutely. And so many of us don't understand that. Like, I don't yeah. want to compete with you. My skill sets are different from yours. Mm -hmm. So I love that. So Keisha, you know what? I just read your beautiful bio, but I want to ask, who is Keisha? How have you been able to, you know, build this beautiful business, right? Over the years. How did it start? Who is Keisha Pinto? Oh my gosh. Um, Keisha Pinto is a very passionate person and very passionate about life and events. Um, to be totally honest with you, I was just a very detail-oriented person just growing up, like everything had to match, you know, the shoes and the socks and the hair, right. everything matched, right? But once I had my boys and stuff, I used to have these, well, people thought there were elaborate parties. I don't know, I, just, I was just throwing up my party for my son. Like who doesn't have a Gucci-themed birthday party for a 13-year-old boy? You know. <laughs> And a Candyland theme for your son's first birthday with big lollipops and the whole works. But I was just, re I really paid attention to, this, to the small details because that's what make the most impactful things at your events, right? So um, I was working at a law firm at the time and something just came to me like, do your, go to school, get certified in events. And I thought about the name, my company name was Key Events at the time, Key Events. So the way I came up with that name was I sat at my desk at the reception because working nine to five at this law firm. And I'm like, when someone comes to an event, 
to hear like they come to hear like the keynote speaker sometimes that's the most important person and it did have nothing to do with my name even though my name was Keisha it wasn't because my name was Keisha it was key events I thought of the most important person would be a keynote speaker so I'm going to be key events oh. like the events company until I rebranded into Keisha Pinto events and um, I just really connected with like a group of ladies that introduced me to networking. When I did launch my business in 2014, I'm gonna to be totally honest with you. I had nothing under my belt. I, had, I hadn't done anything professionally to say I was launching a business. I had no credibility in the city of Toronto. I did no major events of my own or for anyone. I just knew I had a vision. Yes, I had a vision. I wanted to do events. I wanted to, you know, just make people happy and do events. I just had a vision. So I went and I got promo material printed and everything and all this stuff. But I didn't know what I was going to do with them. Oh, man. Because I didn't know how to network. But I had yeah. all stuff because I had a vision. You know wow. what I mean? So I still launched a business, but I am an avid networker. And wow. in the industry that we are in, we need to network. And we were just talking about word of mouth, how you got some of your business. Word of mouth is the biggest promotion for us, right? Absolutely. But I was networking. I used to sponsor events like sweet tables, decor, little baskets, just to get my name out there. Mm. And to be honest, that is how I kind of build myself and my brand by being an avid networker. So if anyone's listening to this and want to start out entrepreneurship in anything, you have to network. And I know now it's kind of difficult because if we're in a pandemic, it doesn't stop you from networking on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram. And that's how I connected with you. Yes, Networking online, you know, so that's really just how I started. And just from then, I've just been, you know, just building my brand and traveling internationally. I have some major clients out in Atlanta. I travel there often. Mm -hmm. I do women's conferences. I brought them here to Toronto as well. I've hosted okay. them twice. So I brought a conference here. So yeah, that's just really how I kind of got my foot wet into the yes. events industry. <laughs> yeah, no, but that's beautiful. And a lot of folks don't talk about that, right? They yeah. don't talk about the, there's an art to networking as well. You yes. like, there's an art to it. You just can't show up and think, no. you know, people are going to gravitate to you, no. you know? It's a so two way street. Yes. I know some people do have agendas, but at the ending of the day, when you're networking, you're trying to build business to benefit each other, other. on a two way street. Mm. Right. That Come benefits on now. each other. Absolutely. Right. But there are a lot of people that has hidden agendas, right. But you have to be discerning. <laughs> When it comes yes. down to those kind of things and you have to network and build business with people who actually complement who you are as a person and who your business is and what your business stands for you don't Absolutely. just network with any and anyone that does not complement what you stand for who you are and what your business represents Absolutely. Right. So what yeah. are some tips would you say for someone that's just starting out in terms of networking? We're not even speaking about event planning, just because mm -hmm. you have such great skill sets and you have organized conferences. What are some yeah. tips for effective networking as a beginner? As a beginner, don't be confident. Yeah. Number one, step in that room, read the room, introduce yourself to people ask them questions about themselves yes. don't just take the information be genuinely interested in 
the other person that you're speaking to. Ask them their name, what they do, how long they've been in business, you know, just stuff like that. And always follow up. Yes. Always, even if you get home in the evening or the next day, send an email, send a text, a message on Instagram. It was great meeting yesterday at the event. How can we build business together? How can we collaborate? Like you have that follow-up is very, very key. But confidence, you have to have some confidence. You can't go in that room and expect people to come to you and gravitate to you. That's right. right? You have have to find the key people in the room, but you won't find them unless you don't talk to them. Absolutely. And it's always going to be that one person sometimes that you meet in that room that will take your business to the next level Mm. or give you those key information you need to build your business. That's right. right. Yeah, that's right. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. So, you know, it's a good segue into your processes. So I was taking a look at your website and I love the fact that your website is so descriptive and it's Mm -hmm. also broken down, right? There are different processes to your event management skills. Let's talk a little bit about that without going into detail because Mm -hmm. your processes and your ingredients are your (laughs) ingredients, right? So I don't want you to share it, but what is, what would you say is your competitive edge in terms Mm -hmm. of these years in the field? What is your competitive edge? Or even, um, we can even talk, talk about what advantage have you learned over the years mm-hmm. that you can provide some insights? So what advantages have you learned that you can provide some insights in, uh, for our audience? You know, to be totally honest, I feel like, as, as we mentioned before, everyone comes with their own special sauce and secret sauce. Yes. I have come to learn over the years that I started out like decorating and doing backdrops and decor and all that kind of stuff. And all that's fine. But as the years went by, you kind of know what your sweet spot is, right? And over the years, I am an amazing logistical planner. That is my sweet spot. I hire hire companies to make my vision beautiful. All the event designers and the decorators, I hire them to do that. But Mm -hmm. I am a very good logistical planner and strategist. I I am a revenue generating event planner for my clients, right? I know how to keep people in the room and how to have my clients sell off stage. I create an experience for the attendees at my events and for my clients. So that is my sweet spot. Oh my gosh. Listen, (laughs) y'all, I don't know about you, but we're going to be besties. (laughs) I love that. Yeah, oh, it's all about strategies yes. and intention. You have to plan your events with intention. You have to know at the ending of the day what you want that event to end with and what your attendees are going to leave with, what your clients are going to end up with. You know, so everything is an experience and it's planned with intention. I love that. And you know, Keisha, there's a key that you said, right? Because we can negate that event planning is a business. It's a billion dollar industry, billion would it be. So you said something that's key. You are, you are a revenue generate generating strategist, right? And I love that because as we think about corporate America, right? Mm -hmm. There are so many transitions that's happening, right? But companies are still planning events. They're Mm -hmm. still looking for logistical partners, right? And so there are so many opportunities for event planners to work and so many different space and areas for mm-hmm. us to work. And I love the fact that you said that, you know, because that's big right now. Companies yeah. are not going to bring you on board if you can't make them revenue. Exactly. Right. That's the exactly. bottom line. How yeah. is this event going to generate extra income and revenue for me? 
right? And as a planner, you have to be very strategic in those kind of things. The speakers you bring in, like the innovations, like everything, everything down to the drink, the way the table set up, it has to be so intentional, you know? So over the years, I've just kind of crafted my way, but you don't know when you start, right? Because I just thought, yes, I was a decorator, an event design backdrop, the sweet table, the tablecloths, the chairs. But as the years went by, I really owned into my real skills as a strategic planner and logistical planner. And that's what I enjoy doing. That's beautiful. And I love the fact that before offline, before we spoke, before we recorded and, and, and having this amazing conversation, you said something to me, you said that you were working on planning an event in Ghana. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I wanted to ask you about that. So certainly I am, I have never planned an event outside of the country, but I wanted to ask you about that. What are some of the challenges working with vendors in another country? (laughs) Oh, like I can't, I could speak on Ghana just a little bit, but even with an event I did in Jamaica, like every vendor outside of the country does their business differently. Differently. Yes. Right. They have different structures. They have different structure payments. There might, they might not be punctual. So you have to be mindful of those things. And they may not have like the resources that we have here, like, you know, to print on, on, on site to like, their, um, you know, the ease essential of like, they're running their business system, online, yes. their, their yeah, systems yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. We, we, we don't think about those things. We just think, oh yeah, yeah everybody does it. But when you get there, you're like, oh, shut that yeah. doesn't happen that way. Yeah, right. So yeah. It's not easy, right. To deal with dealing with them that way. So you have to be mindful of the culture as well. So you have like I always say, just read the room and understand them. And the yeah. communi- lines of communications have to be very clear. Very clear. Very, very clear. Because, for example, in Jamaica, when I did that wedding there, our, the flowers weren't paid for till the day of, which I wasn't aware of. But um, the vendor would not touch a petal on that flower until they were paid, wow. which put the wedding back two hours, right? So those kind of things you really have to be mindful of. Yeah. Vendors yeah. work totally different, a totally different timeline than we do yes. where we live locally, right? Absolutely, so, absolutely. Yeah. Would you, would you, let me ask you, would you, this is a, we want to have a, a really intentional conversation, right? I'm going to ask the questions that people are thinking. Yeah. If you are now starting out your business, so say, for example, you're five years in, right? Mm-hmm. Would you suggest taking on an international client or do you think with time comes more reasoning? Like, what is your advice on that? And- um, you know what? We, even if within a year, anything could happen to, in your business within a year. You can start yes. from nothing in a year. You're that person. But right. if you don't have the experience, yes, anybody could go and do something internationally. But if you don't have the experience, it's not going to work out in your favor. So Mm. I would say, take your time, get the experience, build your portfolio, find a mentor. Yes. That is where you aspire to be. 
right? Oh, the gems. <laughs> yes. Where you aspire to be because yeah. you might get that client international. You don't know what the hell to do. Come on now. Yes. Is your systems in place, your contracts proper for international events. Ooh. Okay. Because yes. during the pandemic last year, I took the time to structure my business. My business had no structure. I didn't know the business in my business, to be totally honest with you. Yes. And that's what I did last year in the pandemic. I took the time to own into the skills and then structure my business. I got a lawyer, an accountant, a marketing team, a web designer, and put structure in my business. Oh my and that God. was six years in. Ooh. That was six years in. I can honestly say that to you. Yeah. I was still working off a Word document contracts, Carmisha. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, we real. No nothing. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah. now I have a business lawyer and contracts that has, you know, pandemic clauses in there, international yes. stuff, structure of payments, those kind of things. If I'm traveling, like I have a I have business insurance. How many of us have business insurance? Ooh, that's, that's another a, conversation. That's, that's another a, conversation. Yes. Right. So oh yes, gosh. I do suggest that you take your time and build your portfolio and gain the experience. And I absolutely recommend finding a mentor. I love it. Absolutely I love it. Absolutely recommend that. Let's right? talk a little bit about your mentorship program. Thank you so oh. much for those gems. Yes, girl. No, listen, we're going to bring you back on. Yeah. We got to have another yeah. workshop. <laughs> Let's talk about your mentorship program and how imperative it is for event planners, especially mm -hmm. professionals such as yourself to yeah. have, to give back, to give yeah. back. You know what? I think it is so important because when I was coming up in the industry, I did not have a mentor. I was lost a lot of time. I didn't know where to turn, how to source vendors, how to write up contracts. Like I, nothing about pricing. Like I didn't have anyone to go to. And I say this all the time. I didn't just wake up and say, okay, today I'm going to be a mentor. It no. doesn't happen that way. Right. Someone reached, a few people has reached out to me. And if someone's going to reach out to me in the industry and say, hey, I admire what you're doing. I really see something in you. Can you be my mentor? I am not going to say no, because mm. they, they probably saw something in me that I probably have not even seen in myself, why yes. they would want me to mentor them. And I just, I, I just offer guidance and clarity to them and some tools that I have used, yes. you know, and I have three mentors under my belt and I am super proud of them. One of them is Ty's events and decor. Like she just started, I met her a year ago and she is just, she makes me so proud. Oh, yes. So, yes. And it makes myself so proud that, you know, I am able to guide someone to build a successful business and I mentor her for her to be better than me. Right. Absolutely better than me. Right. So yeah, I, I absolutely enjoy it. So I'm going to really try to put some structure into the program and really make it into something because yes. you have to test the water out first, like what works, what doesn't. And then I'm learning as well as I go, how to mentor. Yeah, right? absolutely. So it's been a really exciting journey. A really it's beautiful. exciting journey. Yeah. Beautiful. You have such a beautiful heart. You really Thank do. You. You really do. So, you know what, as we wrap up and thank you so much for availing yourself. I, I've learned so much in a little time, oh, you know, speaking you. to you. And I want us, yeah. And I want us, I want us to stay in touch. Like I'm oh, going to put you to task. Sure. Yes. Okay. Do a live or something or collaborate yeah. on something. 
Yes, absolutely. absolutely. So, you know, Keisha, the last two years and so we have been dealing collectively as a world with Mm -hmm. the uh, global pandemic. And I love the fact that it has really challenged us and it has really reshaped our business, our brand, right? You Mm -hmm. were able to... um, become certified as a compliance advisor, a pandemic compliance Mm -hmm. advisor. Let's talk about that. And let's talk about it in relation to any field, any field, how imperative it is to get certain certification that represents the times that we are living in right now. Oh, wow. That's a great question. But you know, I am always a student. I am consistently learning. I am consistently adding things to the end of my name all the time, because in this industry it's constantly changing and even during the pandemic like I'm going to be totally honest with you I'm not a virtual person yeah I refuse <laughs> to do virtual events not that I cannot do them because I also got certified with Cvent as a as a certified virtual event planner but Congratulations. it wasn't my thing because I am a live event person I love that connection with people I I just flourish in live events so that's yes. what I enjoy doing And then um, I came across the pandemic compliance advisor program. And I'm like, you know what? With everything happening, it's supposed to be happening for the next two years. Girl, you just try to do something with this because at the end of the day, it's an asset to your business, right? Yes. I took the program. I think it was like an all-day program. I got certified. And it's it's very important to know because once you have an event, from you enter that even before you even enter the event online, you have to ask those questions for registration. Have you been sick? Have you traveled? Are you experiencing? Because if you don't ask those questions prior to you touching that event, that's a problem. I have yes. not done my job as a planner. That's right. So it that's starts right. from registration, right? So it's all and contact tracing is important. You have to ensure that everyone that you're working with understands the magnitude of compliance yeah everyone that you're working with understands the magnitude of compliance because at the end of the day you're held liable yes oh my gosh Uh, and you can use this certification not just for yourself and your business you can work with venues you can work with hotels right and this is a service that you actually charge for so that's another stream of income for me for my business even if I'm not planning events, I can go to a venue and do that compliance for them to ensure that the space is compliant for them to host events. Oh my gosh. But that was a huge asset for me in my business to have at the ending of my name, right? Yeah. Beautiful. And I think as planners, we have to be so mindful of the business and the industry and the way the world is going that we get these certifications under our belts. Absolutely. Even outside of planners, you like you're speaking about any industry, like we have to be so innovative in terms of thinking about a step ahead, you know, and and, and cutting edge. I love that. I didn't even think about that. Another source of income. I love it. it And that's also part of my contract as well. Yes. 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 Which is a service I provide. I could even work with another planner and be that for them. If they're not certified, I can be that for them and ensure their space and their event is compliant. Ooh, oh my gosh, Keisha, we're going to make lots of money. Yeah. <laughs> spread, the, okay. Keisha, spread the word. Come on now. <laughs> Listen, yes, Keisha, it's been a, very important. Very important. Yeah. 
It really is. You know yeah. what? As we wrap up, talk a little bit about your nonprofit back in Jamaica. Oh. Um, I love it. I love it. I love Jamaica. I've been there <laughs> on vacations. So talk a little bit about that and how imperative it is to give back. Oh, um, I, it's my, I call it my passion project. You know, I had a vision like in 2012, to be honest, like I just wanted to have this huge Christmas event for kids. So once I had launched, I didn't know how it's going to happen because as I said to you, I had nothing under my belt. So I just had a vision, like he gives it to you, eh? He gives yes. it to you. I just don't know how to get it started. But um, after I launched my business in 2014, I decided to host my first Christmas kids party in 2016 for kids. And out of my pockets, a total give back from my business. I had Santa, I rented a venue. Every child that came there got a gift. Even the parents got a gift. We had face painting, the whole works. And I hosted about 150 kids the first year. And every year after that, it just grew. The number just grew um, tremendously. And I'm so thankful. Now I have like partners that donate gifts to me. I have monetary donations. I aspire to have like a big sponsorship so the party can actually pay for itself. But it's something that I'm very passionate about. I have added like an indigenous company now I've partnered with this year, last year, and I donated to them as well to their organization. And I've been told like it's something that's needed in the community because we don't have that. And I'm so glad that I was able to bring joy to the kids. Like it's a free event, you know, like they come out and then I added like um, another charity to it where I have the parents bring um, food to donate to a food bank. So that's also a part of it as well. But I'm just happy that I'm, it makes me, my heart smiles. You yes, know? yes. To be honest with you, because it's been something I've been wanting to do for so long. And mm. it's actually under the umbrella of my business. And I want to take the party to Jamaica because I've also donated gifts to two schools in Jamaica as well, three years in a row. So that's something I'm continuously doing. It's where I grew up and stuff. So just giving back. It's, 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 it's just an amazing, it's a must. It's a must. Yeah. It's a socially it's, conscious yeah. Um, yeah. decision that we all have to incorporate yeah. in our business. It's not something I do yeah. for show. It's really right. from my heart. I've been so passionate about it for the past six years, yeah. you know, and it's, it's going to grow. I, I see it doing big things. So yeah. yeah. Congratulations. Absolutely. Keisha Thank Pinto you. events. Keisha, it's been an honor chatting Thank with you. you. Oh my gosh, you're all the way in Canada. We're in New I York am. City. Yes. It's like, oh my God, I'm so happy we connected. And I, yes, and we have to stay any, connected. Yeah, absolutely. And if anything, I wish you a successful 2022. You thank are doing you. phenomenal work. And thank yes. you so much for availing your time to this conversation. Thank we'll you talk so later. much. Okay, have a good day. All right. You too. Bye. Okay, bye.